You're listening to... No, that's not real. You're listening to The Heidi Rue Show. Yeah, that's better. Inspiring. Entertaining. Real. The Heidi Rue Show. Today on The Heidi Rue Show, I have someone who is, man, she is a woman of many talents. You're going to love her. It's Kelly Henderson. So she's a makeup artist, a hairstylist, a wardrobe director. And not only that, but she also has her own like lifestyle kind of brand. She's a lifestyle blogger and a podcast host. You can find her blog on Velvet's Edge, as well as her podcast is also named Velvet's Edge. Um, she works with some people that you probably have heard of before. She works with some of the hottest stars in Nashville, Dirks Bentley, Jason Aldean, Lanco, and a whole bunch more. Plus, she is also on a brand new reality show called Very Cavallari with her best friend Kristen Cavallari from Laguna Beach in the Hills. Um, and it just follows along uh, Kristen and her kind of creating, I guess, this new lifestyle empire um, that she's already started to create and it just keeps getting bigger. So uh, it's a really fun show. So Kelly, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and Letting Thank me turn so the tables on you. Me. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I want to first of all start off by just kind of hearing your background. I mean, how did you get started um, as a makeup artist, hairstylist, all the things? <laughs> how did you start? All the things. Yeah. Well, I actually moved to Nashville right after college um, to work in public relations. I have a PR degree, so very different from hair and makeup. But I got up here and quickly realized that wasn't the route for me. Um, and was lucky enough to, I met another makeup artist, and she just kind of took me under her wing. It's always sort of been a passion of mine just to do the whole styling aspect of, you know, the red carpets and all of that. And so she just let me shadow her, and I started doing jobs for her. And slowly, over a bunch of years, was able to build my own client base. Did you have this fear of, like, leaving the PR world to go into this whole unknown territory, or...? Anytime you start something new, it's, you know, it's kind of scary, but I was so young. I think I was almost too dumb to know I should be scared. (laughs) You know, it's like you're a little naive when you're in your 20s, and I just felt like I could take over the world, and Mm. I don't know that I really understood what was going to go into that, but I knew as long as I was following my heart that for me, it was going to be a better route. Mm. In that type of field that you're in, is that really the best way to get started is just to shadow someone? I mean, if you can get in with somebody, I would say for sure that is the best way to do it. Because I know how Nashville works, and I assume this is probably the same for L.A. and New York, but Nashville is such a word-of-mouth town. So it's like if you get in with one client, then they're telling another person or you know, the managers are talking and saying, who do you use, who do you use, and your name just kind of becomes your business card. And um, so for me, working for that girl, I was able to meet enough contacts to, you know, I didn't start with artists, you know, immediately, but meeting enough directors or producers and just really getting my name out there. I will say, I think my PR background did come in handy when I was building my makeup business because I was really good about reaching out to everyone I met and following up with them and checking in on the jobs and, once you just get on set, it just makes it a lot easier to kind of make those contacts. So always staying in touch with contacts is another, like, big tip, I would say. That's really important for anyone in the entertainment world. Hmm. Throughout that whole process, was there ever time that you just were like, is this ever going to happen for me? Or, you know, am I going to be able to make 
you know, a really substantial full-time career out of this. Were there any doubts that ever came up? Sure. I mean, I think, you know, we all have our days where you question yourself or you think, what have I done? Um, anytime I'm, I'm freelance and I always have been. So I know every other freelance person that I know, we all go through these phases where you feel like, oh my God, no one's ever going to call again. And, you know, it's just, was that my last job? Am I going to be able to pay my bills? And I think like the mentality I just started to have to adopt was that's not an option. You know, it's not an option mm-hmm. for me to fail. It's not an option for this not to work out and figuring out just how I needed to make it happen. Yeah, that's great. When you don't have an option, you just keep going and figure it out. Right. It's like there's got to be a out. solution somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> so one of the things that I really admire about you is how you've created such a great brand. I mean, not only Thank are you. you a great freelancer, but then you've created this whole other thing too with Velvet's Edge and the podcast and stuff. So do you have any tips that you would give to someone that's trying to create their own brand? Um, oh, that's a good one. I mean, I think that the whole thing with a brand is that you just want everything to be super representative of you, you know, and I will say something I've learned along the way is that, you know, there's a lot of times, especially with blogs, like when money starts to come in, you want to take the money and do the collaboration or whatever it is. And for me, I've been lucky because I had another job. And so I was really able to look at everything pretty objectively. Like I didn't have to have that money. And Mm -hmm. um, was it a good fit for my brand? And I think that that's really helped the success of velvet's edge and just kind of where i've been able to take it because people know exactly what to expect and that's super important with any sort of brand is that people can know what they're coming to you for you know and what what your aesthetic is and what your style is the more i see a lot of people just kind of taking on i I get it because it's really tempting sometimes to take on collaborations and stuff for money but i think that you kind of lose a little bit of your staying power maybe or kind of the way that your followers trust you because if you're just taking every collaboration and saying oh use this because you're getting paid to say that how can they trust that that's a good product for them you know so I don't really do that I kind of just take on things that are true to things that I really love or Mm -hmm. believe in or clothes that I wear or things like that and so I think that's really it's really helped to just stay true to myself yeah because it gives you that power to say no like you don't have there's no pressure to say yes to everything so you're only going to say yes to stuff that really aligns with where you're going um, and then you really can build a solid brand. So that's great advice. Okay, so you are all things lifestyle. You know everything. In fact, I always look to you for inspiration for outfits and everything because I know you're not going to steer me wrong. Um, so thank you for that. <laughs> but I was wondering if we could kind of get some of your favorites on some certain things. So yeah, I, wanted sure. to, I wanted to know uh, your favorite beauty product. Oh, God, just one? <laughs> it can be several. It's fine. <laughs> um, okay, so my daily must-haves. How about I do that? Okay. Um, I am a big, 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 big proponent of It Cosmetics CC Cream. It is my favorite. It's my go-to. I wear it. I use it on all my clients. Um, I just feel like it is the most beautiful cream or foundation, whatever you want to call it, for your face that looks like real skin. Mm. Um I apply it with a damp beauty blender, and I think that application is actually really important because I've had some people say they do it differently and don't get the same results. So that has 
quickly become my favorite product over the last, I guess, year or so. Um, and it looks so good on camera. So just for even for like regular pictures or whatever. Um, so that for sure, always a good concealer. I use Mac pro Longwear um, again on myself and in my kit, my makeup kit. And, um, it's just really long lasting and it's a matte finish. So I really like that. I think everyone needs an eyelash curler. Mm-hmm. I do not go a day without curling my lashes. And my favorite mascara is by this company called Rodile that um, I can't live without. Literally, when I run out of it, I, I'm like, I have to, I can't find it in Nashville, so I have to order it online. So I have to kind of stockpile it because I'm super addicted. <laughs> now, what are your feelings on like eyelash extensions? You know, I, I love them. I love when my clients have them because yeah. it makes my job so much easier. I don't have to do false lashes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they look great in pictures. If you're the kind of person that wants to just wake up and go, they're also really good for that. For me personally, I already have hair extensions. I do spray tans. I get Botox. And I was like, I cannot have another thing that I have to keep up with. <laughs> I so know. It, was too, it felt like too much maintenance for me. Yeah. Um, but I think if it's like, if it's something else that, or it's like your one thing. I have a lot of friends that's like the one thing they splurge on. And I, I love them. I think they look great. You've got to find a good person there mm-hmm. because they can look a little janky. Yeah. <laughs> Th- that is the one thing that I always ask is what is the maintenance? Because I feel like the older I get, the more stuff that needs to be maintained. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, I that's exactly how this. I feel. I was like, dude, I can't add anything to my list. Oh. I do um, love Latisse, though. Oh, I okay. think that that is a really good option if you don't want to do the extension. Mm-hmm. Latisse or like Rodan and Fields has a really great one, like a lash boost. Okay. Serum. Yeah. And those make such a difference. They really do work. Well, that may be kind of your, um, like basic beauty tip that makes a huge difference. But if you have it, so if you have a different one, then I would love to hear that. But just something that's, I mean, we just talked about maintenance, but what would be like just kind of the most simplest, basic beauty tip that just makes all the difference in the world? I mean, sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I think honestly, it's like when you really think about it at the end of the day, you can do all the things you want to do to your face or, you know, get all the fillers you want, but if you're not taking care of yourself, like sleeping, eating right, exercising, it's just not going to work out. Mm. So I always tell people that's where it starts. You got to make sure you're healthy on the inside and that really does radiate on the outside, you know? Mm-hmm. It's so true. And I'm such, <laughs> I'm so bad at that, but I'm trying to get Me better. Me <laughs> too. It's so hard. Everyone's so busy now, you it know? Is. And And like you said, you want to go out and do fun stuff with your friends and drinking and all of that stuff it's great but at the end of the day if you want to look your best we all have to like really consider what we're putting in our bodies and or I try to think about that yeah or know that maybe the next day after my wine nights are not going to be my best look (laughs) oh girl I am definitely puffy today I'm like I was like what is going on with this uh oh gosh okay so what about for guys because you like you said you styled Dirks Bentley. You work with a lot of guys, and so selfishly, I, I want to know this tip so that I can pass along to my husband. Um, but what is the, <laughs> the most life-changing styling uh, product for guys that you love? Um, I am a huge fan of Kevin Murphy's um, hair products for guys. I think he has really good lightweight products or different kinds of creams that you can use depending on what your hair type is. Um, 
and they just, I don't know, they smell good. They're easy to travel with. It's a cool, you know, container that guys don't feel douchey carrying around. <laughs> um, and the products just work and they last. Huh, so I always okay. say that. And then a main thing I really try to get most of my guys to do is sunscreen every day. Mm. Guys just aren't as um, conscious of, you know, that kind of stuff as we women are constantly thinking about anti-aging and all of that stuff. And the guys are out in the sun just as much as we are or even more, like with golf or stuff like that. And so I really, really, really try to get them to do a sunscreen as just a part of their daily routine. That's so true, and I didn't even think about that. I mean, as women, I mean, I feel like I'm. I, there's layers of SPF on my face every day, just with either totally. my face lotion and my foundation and everything. And guys don't have that, so yeah, that's a great mm-hmm. tip. Okay, what about your go-to accessory? Um, currently, I actually just got these Lucite um, earring hoops, mm. and that's like a big trend right now. Mm-hmm. The clear color, you know. Yeah. Um, as far as jewelry goes. And I'm obsessed. I've been wearing them with everything. They go with everything. It's um, kind of, I feel like it's like the new version of a gold hoop currently. Yeah. So I'm really into that. Oh, I love that. And I love stuff that goes with a lot of different things. Exactly. <laughs> okay. What about brand of jeans? What's your favorite? Current favorite would be Citizens of Humanity, the Chrissy Uber High Rise. I have uh, a couple colors actually and I wear them all the time and they're they're super high-waisted they're long I'm tall so I really love that um I dress them up I dress them down like the fit is just really great yeah okay this is um we're gonna stop this for just a second because I have to ask you a question um okay like first of all so for people that are listening to the podcast you'll see once you go to Kelly's Instagram account and stuff I mean she's like drop dead gorgeous so she looks like a model so what I wanted to know too is have you ever modeled like I just kind of assume that's probably how you got your start well first of all thank you um I did model. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I use that term so loosely because I I've, I've did that when I first moved to Nashville. Remember I told you I started in PR and yeah. hated it? So that was very short-lived. And then I had to figure out there was a little downtime between starting with makeup and not working in PR anymore. And so I waited tables at P.S. Chang. <laughs> so sexy. And <laughs> picked up, like, random wraps, modeling though. gigs. <laughs> Here and there. A friend uh-huh. of mine was an agent here. So, um, you know, in Nashville, it's kind of like you do a couple of music videos, like if you're the video babe or there's some commercial stuff, but there's not a ton of like, it's not like a New York, obviously. So right. I did do that though. And it was, it was fun. I actually really, really liked it. So do yeah, you... the blog's sort of a, a way for me to kind of get those juices flowing again. Yeah. Did you have like a, a favorite job that you did as a model or... I had this really funny job. Um, there was a, there's a cigar company here called CAO Cigars, and they came out with this line called the Flavors, and they wanted each flavor to have a girl called the Flavorette. And so I was the Flavorette for Eileen's Dream, um, which is one of their flavors, and we would wear these ridiculous costumes. I mean, we did a whole campaign about it, but oh we would go gosh. make these, like, appearances places, and it was like, 
I'll try to find you a picture, but it was like these Fembot costumes with like cigars stuck in them. Oh, that is <laughs> But it was awesome. actually really, really fun, and I had a blast. A couple of the music videos I did were really fun. I got to um, destroy a trailer in one of them and throw stuff around. Oh, nice. I had just gone through a breakup, I think, so it really <laughs> it was, was very like, really therapeutic, good timing. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's awesome. Well, good. Okay, well, thank you for amusing me and stopping uh, a breaking in with that to answer my burning question. Um, so speaking of, and we talked a little bit about, you said the Lucite hoops were the trend, but is there another mm-hmm. like current trend that you are just like crushing on right now? Yeah, I actually just did a post about this um, on velvetsedge.com. I think it was last week, but there's two-piece sets I feel like are everywhere right now and I love it I think for summer it's such a good option and the cool thing about it is it's not like you're having to piece together a whole outfit it's already done for you Mm -hmm. I'm not honestly a really matchy matchy person but for some reason I just really love this look I feel like it looks really put together it's super cute Um, I love the coordinated top and bottom you know and it can be even those, like, pajama sets, which, I mean, who doesn't want to go out in public in their pajamas? That's not right. like heaven. Hello. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then just stick the Lucite earrings on that go with everything. And exactly. you're good to go, Ooh, right? <laughs> I'm an interior designer wannabe. I will never be an interior designer, but I just oh, really okay. like that. And so I play this, like, fun little game with myself where I try and predict the trends. Um, I don't know why, oh. um, but I was wondering, do you try and predict some of like the fashion beauty trends? Um, and if so, do you have a prediction for the next trend? Do I have a prediction? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't really know if I try to predict. I definitely watch certain people um, and, you know, kind of stop people on Instagram to see where they're going as a maybe a gauge for me of where I want to take fashion. Mm -hmm. I think anytime there's fashion weeks coming up, I'm always really paying attention to all the magazines, all the blogs, all that kind of stuff, what's going on. But, um, God, I don't know. I always, this is going to sound kind of cheesy, but like, I think Kim Kardashian is such a, um, I don't know if innovator is the right word, but she always is kind of pushing the boundary. So Mm -hmm. I'm always curious to watch her because it seems like, a lot of the stuff she does quickly picks on, mm. picks up as a new trend. Yeah. So I've been noticing a lot of the like biker leggings and oversized tops and oversized boots with that. So, which is a really bizarre look to me, but I'm curious to see if that kind of picks up. That's so interesting. I'm going to watch her in a whole different light now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Okay. Now, speaking of Kim Kardashian, too, um, I mean, she's got, you know, those gorgeous curves, but everybody's body is so different. So yes. how do you figure out what looks best on different body types, like with some of the clients that you work with? I think that's a really important part of your consultation with your client before you start actually even shopping. It's, you know, I like to sit down with whoever it is I'm going to be working with or their team, their management team, and really say, like, what are your body – everyone has body insecurities. What mm-hmm. are your body insecurities? And what are the things that I need to look out for? What are things that you love about your body? Um, and that kind of gives me a good starting point to know what shapes work best with that. Um, and then, yeah, a lot of it is just having endless options at mm-hmm. your fitting. It's 
you know, sometimes I'll think something's going to be so amazing and then we put it on and it's like, no, that's not right. But then something else might just be exactly right. So I just really try to be over-prepared all the time and um, have lots and lots of options. That seems like that that's a great takeaway just for us, too, in general. Um, if you're trying to find something that looks good for you is to figure out, okay, what part of my body do I really love? And then right. um, and what parts do I not like? And then just to try on a bunch of different things because you never know, right? Exactly. I mean, there's definitely, like, you know, I randomly really love my collarbone. So mm-hmm. I love to wear shirts off my shoulder or just find different tops, you know, like a halter neck. Like those, those are my kind of favorite things for my body type, and I know that. So I specifically will go shop that when I'm looking. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, like, maybe even saying that as more of the focus than, you know, parts of your body that you hate because I think right. we can be so mean to ourselves. Yeah. And really just focus on the negative when it's like there's, you've got to find something because I know every person, every person is so beautiful in some way. Yeah. So find that one thing that you really want to accentuate on yourself. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Because otherwise you're going to be thinking, oh, well, you know, I don't like this part about me. And somebody else is going, oh, my gosh, did you see Kelly's collarbone? It is freaking amazing. I exactly. wish I had her collarbone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what have you learned so far launching the podcast? You've had some great guests on, and I totally encourage everyone to check uh, the Velvet's Edge podcast out. But what have you learned so far uh, yourself in doing the whole thing? Oh, man, I've learned so much. <laughs> Honestly, this was um, a big step for me. It's been a big – This my goal this year has kind of been, like, really putting myself out there and not I, – I typically can be a little bit reserved or – guarded I'm maybe a little more private and the way my job has gone the last couple years I've just had to kind of push myself in that area so the podcast has been probably even more so than the reality show to be honest the most vulnerable feeling I've felt so far in my career just because it is something I'm not comfortable with it's something Mm -hmm. I've never done before and I don't like to put things out there that I don't feel 100% confident that I'm going to be amazing at you know like I'm I guess a perfectionist in that way and so it's hard it's vulnerable but in some ways it's been amazing because of that because I've learned to one relax Mm -hmm. and then two it's just like we're all constantly growing so It doesn't have to be perfect the first time. You're going to learn something every time you do it. And I've been lucky enough to have awesome people on that are super interesting that I just want to know stuff about. So Mm. as long as I can keep it, again, authentically true to me and just keep opening up that way or talking to people who are really interesting, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a really cool thing. I've loved it so far. The first one was the hardest, but (laughs) it's been really fun since then. Yeah, well, it sounds great. I've listened to several episodes, um, and I really, really enjoy it. In fact, I want to, I mean, I want to ask you a question about the reality show, but also for everyone that's listening, I really highly encourage you to go and listen to the episode that um, Kelly did with Kristen about the reality show, Very Cavalier, because... They re- you really cover so much in that podcast just about yeah. how it all started. And um, you get to really hear some really cool behind-the-scenes type of stuff. So I don't want to touch on it here. I want everyone to go listen 
um, to that episode, but I do want to hear your perspective, Kelly, on what it's been like to be a part of a huge reality show. I mean, was it what you expected? Was it totally different than what you expected? Well, I had no idea what to expect, so um, it was definitely in line with that. Yeah. (laughs) I think, you know, Kristen has obviously been a really good friend of mine for a really long time, and so I've seen her kind of have to do some of this stuff, or she told me stories about Laguna Beach and Hills days, and um, I just really tried to kind of like roll with it with her and trust her in the process, and watch how she does everything and truthfully she's the most just real person and that was what what I took away was like okay I'm just gonna show up and be myself and see what happens so it's definitely a weird experience I mean it's not every day that you're gonna go have a drink with your friend with a camera in your face that's like an interesting you're not mic'd up you know with people staring at you but so it took a little getting used to with that but you do actually like get used to it oddly and you just can start kind of being yourself I feel like I even watched episode one last week and I could tell I was nervous like the first time and then as the season goes on I'm like totally myself and just way more comfortable with everything yeah so what do what can we kind of expect a little bit from you because where it left off from the first episode there was this guy that there is a guy. was going to be yeah. a potentially um, <laughs> meeting up with. Well, you already met him, but, you know, see where it goes. I met him kind of briefly thing. at okay. a bar, and it was just not a good time in my life. So, I mean, we probably honestly talked for 10 minutes, but, you know, when you meet someone and you have this spark fly, it doesn't matter how long you talk. It right. could be one minute or it could be three hours, and time just kind of flies by. But. Mm. Yeah, Kristen and I hunted him down. I love it. It was so real, too, just um, the whole interaction with you, too. And I, um, yeah, it's just like, it's totally what we girlfriends do. And then we get so excited for each other to follow along and, you know. Oh, no. Everyone wants to cheer on a love story. She loves to live vicariously through me with the dating stuff. (laughs) She's been married for eight years now, so she's like. Or she's been with Jay for eight years. I think they've been married for five. But Uh she's like, tell me everything. (laughs) She was all up in messaging with me. I mean, the cameras happened to be rolling that day, which was so perfect. But it was my first interaction with this guy that lives in Canada, all happening live. So we were so just giddy and like teenagers, I felt Yeah. Just, I didn't know what to say. You like lose your words. You want to say exactly the right thing. You overanalyze every text. It was, you know, all of those things. But which it was is so like a pretty be- hilarious scene. It, which is so great too, because it's just authentic and real, and what all, every girl does. So right, yeah, you're just being so <laughs> relatable. Um, well, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I want to, uh, I want to just finish up with one thing, just so that we can. Uh, kind of follow along with your story and and where you go even from here. But I want to know what's on the horizon for you and Velvet's Edge. Um, And then also I want to make sure that everyone knows where they can follow you. Yes, you can follow me on all the socials. It's at Velvet's Edge. Um, Instagram is probably what I'm the most active on. Um, And I do stories just kind of that people can shop and you can shop my Instagram as well. 
also velvetbeds.com obviously is the blog and everything's shoppable on that page too so there's all these shop tabs i have coffee mugs that sell there's all kinds of stuff like that um and then the velvet beds podcast which you can find anywhere you listen to podcasts iheart um apple Podcasts, itunes all of it so that's kind of i mean i have all of that happening right now and i'm just hoping to keep growing all of those things and um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm really excited about the show being out now. That's awesome. And so very Cavallari also on E. Yes. Every Sunday night. Yes, yes, yes. I will be watching this Sunday and I hope to follow along with your love story. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. You shall see. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kelly, for joining us. Really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me. As a Georgia peach, she loves pleasing people. So she wants to know how she can improve the show. So let her know either on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, at Heidi Rue. Also be kind, because she's my wife. And if she has a bad day, then I'm really going to hear about it. 